Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, 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 what's up, guys? I'm so excited to be back with you on today. What a beautiful day that the Lord has made. I don't care where you are listening to this episode, whether it's sunny or rainy, snowy or cloudy, baby. It's a beautiful day. Why? Because you're still here. And even if you don't feel like being here anymore, because we're going to be honest today, there are some people that just... You didn't even feel like waking up because of all the things you're going through. Well, baby, you know when you come to the Agents of Revival podcast, this is your opportunity to be revived, baby. God wants to resuscitate you again, to bring new life back into dry bones. So let this be your wake-up call to just get you started, get your day going. And even if you've already started your morning or you're listening to this in the evening, then baby, rest in the presence of the Father, because before I even tell you what the message is today, you already know the series we've been in. It's not personal, it's spiritual. And I understand that some of you right now are in a spiritual warfare. You have been in a spiritual battle and you like, God, when is it going to end? And so we're going to talk about different things today. But before we get started, I want to pray for you that wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, that God will be ushered into that presence and that moment that you will feel him so strongly that you've ever felt him before and that he will above all give you peace that surpasses all understanding give you rest for your weary hearts even if you're not weary maybe you're worried about something you're stressing about how things are going to come together how is the plan going to work rest in the father what's our word of the year for agents of revival rest and follow god and so god is saying to you today rest in him let us pray spirit of the living god we just give you all the glory all the honor all the praise we thank you heavenly father that when we speak the name of jesus even when we don't have the energy the gumption to utter anything else because we are just so weary and well-doing. We're so worried about how it's going to work out. We're so exhausted in the fight. We know that the there's no other name like the name of Jesus. We can just say Jesus and all of a sudden just goosebumps go up and down our spine and our arms. We say Jesus and we get a little extra boost of energy. We say Jesus and chains are broken. We say Jesus and we feel revived. We say Jesus and we feel refreshed. We say Jesus and we are restored. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for being just who you are. Thank you, Jesus, that at the end of the day, when we don't have even the energy to stand, when we don't feel like serving anybody else, when we don't want to even speak, we know that our hearts can still cry out for Jesus and you are there 
in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of our plans, in the midst of our contemplations, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our striving, in the midst of our rest, in the midst of our achieving, in the midst of whatever we are trying to work out. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus, that we would not be here today to even be weary and well-doing had it not been for you sacrificing for us first. Thank you, God, that you first loved us, that you gave your only begotten son so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus, that in you we are healed by your stripes. We are healed. You were beaten and wounded so that we may be made whole. So in this moment, Father God, we usher in your Holy Spirit to saturate and fill each person that is under the sound of my voice. Fill their hearts, Heavenly Father. Fill their bodies with the peace and the rest that surpasses all understanding. Let them understand and know that they know that they know with a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is taking care of it all. They don't have to worry. They don't have to fret. They don't have to try to figure it out or make it work. They can just trust in you. That's the point of resting in you. That when we are revived, like Isaiah 40, 31, we are renewed. Our strength is revitalized. We are able to continue walking forward. Because we rest in the name, in the being, in the personhood of Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, God. We keep none for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Woof. That had to be for somebody because... You know, normally I started a certain way, but I just, I felt something different today. Like I had to break something real quick. So I had to release the name of Jesus over you real quick before we even got into this message. Cause this somebody that needs to know that God is still with you. Jesus has not left you nor forsaking you. You may be going through a time right now, whether it's a trying time. I talk about the wilderness or the waiting room, whatever season you're in and you're trying to figure out how it's going to work out. You're trying to figure out where the money's coming from. You're trying to figure out where you're going to live. You're trying to figure out where you're going to stay. You're trying to figure out how you're going to get from one place to the other. You're trying to figure out how you're going to get to work and, and deal with school and raise your kids. You're trying to figure out how everything's going to come together and you're just feeling so overwhelmed and exhausted. And God is saying for you today, trust and rest in him. He has you in the palm of his hands. He will never leave you nor forsake you nor allow you to be begging for bread. I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor their children begging for bread. Baby, I don't care if your parents weren't believers. There is somebody in your bloodline that believed, which is why you are here today. There were prayers that went out for you to win, for you to succeed. God said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart. To be whatever I called you to be to the nations. So you have to understand that there is a purpose and a plan for it all. Whether you're in the waiting room or the wilderness and you feel like it's just taking too long. Understand that God is birthing something out of you. And if you've ever seen a pregnant person, then you know. Or if you've been a, preg- a pregnant person, then you know it takes nine months to birth that baby. But in that time, there's a work being done. There's a preparation for what's to come. There's an anticipation. Baby, get your hope up today. 
in the name of Jesus, knowing that there is more on the other end. Life is not going to stop here. It may be a little hard, maybe a little testing, maybe crushing, maybe pruned. It may be a process. It may seem like it's taking too long. You've been that stop sign too long. You've been waiting in the room too long. The wilderness just seems too dry. But hold on. Know that God is with you. He will not leave you alone. He did not bring you this far to leave you stranded, to leave you hostage, to leave you with no plan, to leave you with no focus, to leave you with no clarity. So if you are still waiting in whatever season you are in, just trust in the process, baby. You got to hold on. I don't tell you anything I haven't been through myself. I went through the wilderness season. I understand how dry and desolate it feels, how agonizing and painful it feels, how crushing it feels. And you feel like, baby, I can't even breathe Woo! because it is so hard being in the wilderness. I get it. And I also know what it feels like to be in the waiting room, to be waiting for your opportunity, waiting for your chance, waiting for the fruit, the, the plan to come into fruition, waiting for the funds and the resources to come, waiting to make that move, waiting to for people to see you and notice you, waiting and waiting and waiting. I get it. There's this anticipation of how long, Jesus, how long do I got to wait? But you have to understand the same principle. There's a working being done in you. So while you're waiting, just have the ability to stand. And if you can't say or speak, as I said earlier, because you're just too exhausted, let your heart cry out, Jesus. He will come. I promise you, he will come. Many a nights, many a days where I was crying and too weak to speak. But my heart cried out, Jesus. And there was a soothing rush that came over my body, that came over my mind when I chose to set it down. You have to understand that when you call on the name of Jesus, when you want to lay your problems, your burdens, your cares, your time, your anticipation at his feet, let it stay there. Don't pick it back up. Because when you do that, then you can really feel the full flow and presence of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Jesus is with you, even when you can't see him. There's a poem that is called The Footprints in the Sand. And in the poem, just to like break it down really quickly, um, a man is like crying out and complaining of like, well, where were you, Jesus? I, when I looked on this on the beach, all I saw was one set of footprints. And so long story short, Jesus says it was because I was carrying you. I was carrying you the entire time. You didn't have to carry yourself. So while you thought I wasn't there, my presence was still there. Look at my footprints in the sand. And so this message is for somebody out there. Again, this wasn't even what I was going to do or say today. This wasn't in my notes. But as I always tell you guys, I pray not only with you, but before I even get on here with you, because I understand that it's not about my will, but God's will being done. And there are times where people, where God knows the people that's going to show up or listen to this podcast at whatever time you listen to it. And there's a word you need that may not have been in my notes. So I have to be obedient to just let it go let it loose 
And for those that are, are waiting for something else to be spoken, maybe what I just said wasn't your word. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten <laughs> what I came on to talk about today, but I believe that God needed this time. So thank you for bearing with me during this process as I had to break something up because there was somebody that needed to be free. There was somebody that was listening that needed to be reminded that somebody cares, that there is somebody, even if I don't know you, I am praying for you in the spirit that you will break free, that you will be revived into your best healed and whole self in the name of Jesus. So thank you for bearing with me to this point because somebody your fellow brothers or sisters needed that word. And so now let's pivot to the message that I wanted to teach on today. And again, if God shifts it again, then God going to shift it and we going to just go with the flow. All right. All right. So today's it's not personal, it's spiritual. We are actually at um, part 18. Oh my gosh. We've been in this series for a while now. <laughs> like, oh my God. I, like, God, when are you going to end it? I don't know, but we'll see. And so today I want to talk about check marked, check marked. And I remember when I was thinking about it and I, I actually was going to name this something different before I, thought I was going to name it like get clearer vision. And then I was like, well, God, I don't, I don't really know if I want to just talk about just get clearer vision because it's not just about get clearer vision. It's about understanding that you need to be check marked before you proceed forward. Now, you guys know when we first started this series, I talked about uh, God giving me a vision of being in a waiting room in an airport. And so we've I've been kind of breaking that example down bit by bit each time I speak to you um, because I, it, it's a practical step with a spiritual point of view. And so when it comes to getting checkmarked, if you've ever flown before, you know that you get your document before you even get to the waiting room. You get your documents printed out and you go through the uh, TSA. And then once you get through the TSA, then you make your way to your terminal, you get to the terminal, and then you got to wait. Because <laughs> even if your plane is there, you still got to wait to load to, to board, excuse me, the plane. <clears throat> and so as you're waiting there, there's another verification process that you have to go through, because they're going to start calling your name to verify your ticket, to make sure not only that you are at the right terminal you need to be at, but that you and, and whoever's with you not only have the right um, things going on board with you, you know, because some people try to bring their extra bag of luggage and they're like, oh, you got to check that baby <laughs> because we can't fit that in the overhead compartments. So it's a lot of different checkpoints that you have to go through when you're in the waiting room. You're not just sitting around doing nothing. It may feel like you're doing nothing, but there's work being done. And so God is saying the same thing to you today. You may feel like you're in the waiting room and this is your time to launch, but you got to be verified, baby. Just like the, the blue mark on social media, you got to be verified. God has to make sure he has to like a potter when they take the clay off the potter's wheel and they, after they finish, um, refining it and whatnot, before they start decorating it, they make sure that there is no cracks in the pot, that there's no, um, loose parts of the pot, that everything is just seamless and perfect, that it's going to be able to hold water or whatever is going to be placed in it perfectly so that it doesn't break or shatter. They make sure by examining their final product before placing it on the shelf. And God is doing the same thing to you today. He's verifying you, check marking you to make sure 
that you are ready, you are equipped, and you are able to steward well what he's about to give you. You're about to take off, but God is saying, I got to look at you one more time. Uh-huh, I got to make sure I give you the check mark. Because before I let you go, you got to have my stamp of approval. You want that oil, baby. You want that anointing that comes only from the Father. When that oil flow from his beard, it's going to fall onto you. He's our high priest. So when the oil falls on, falls from him, it falls onto you. So you got to make sure that you are verified, that you have that check mark that you need in order to go to the next level. You know, I was talking to God before I got on here and I, and I just blurted out my mouth, which was so interesting. Um, I said, God, it's almost like being when you're in first class, if you realize there's only limited seats in first class. Why? Because there's only limited people that are verified to be at this level. Woo! Baby, that's a word. If you ain't caught that, I did. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. There are only a few significant people that are verified at that level to fly first class. That's why they have limited seating only because they understand that only a small group of people can afford first class. What does that mean in the practical sense? That means that, or rather in the spiritual sense, that means that there are only a few workers. Though the harvest is plenty, though the plane is huge, though the destination is is grandiose and lavish and, and beautiful, but there are only a few people that are willing to put in that work to be sitting in first class. There are only a few people that are willing to do what they need to do to pack light when it's time to go to the next level. You ever realize people in first class normally don't have a lot of bags. Why? Ooh, come on. This this message, God help me speak it. How you speaking it to me? Why don't they have a lot of baggage? Because they understand that in order to sustain at the higher level that God is taking them on, at the higher level that they're even in in first class, they can't bring everything. Plus, they understand that whatever they need, if they really need it, they can they can they'll bring it with them, but if it's anything that they want, they can buy it when they get there. They don't have to take everything. They don't have to plan ahead for in case it rains or in case it does this or in case it does that. Because they, they've already strategically not only thought it out but planned so that their finances and everything can sustain them for where they're going. So they pack light. Whatever I need, I'll pay for it when I get there. I'll get what I need when I get there. They have this understanding that we that we all need to adopt of the kingdom principle of Matthew 6:33 when you seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously everything else will be added unto you the those in first class have that understanding that I'm living in the way I'm supposed to live so I don't have to pack heavy I don't have to bring everything with me I can pack light knowing that if I need it it'll be provided when I get there you ever realize if, if if some of you've never had this experience and I pray you one day have it, but um, if not, you could go Google it and see. Um, I've had this experience where I've stayed in some of some very luxurious and expensive uh, hotels. And when you stay at those hotels, they mainly provide you with everything you need, like slippers, check, robes, check. If you need hair care products, check. They have that. If you need... um. Any sort of other reservations, they have that. If you need any other sort of concierge services, they have that. If you wanted private catering, they have that. Like, they anticipate 
your need. They have everything you need there. If you like, oh man, I forgot this and I need that, baby, they got it. You don't have to find out where's the local drugstore to go get it. They have it. They have they have anticipated the needs of those staying with them at their hotels. So they have everything that you could ever need or think or want. If you ever stayed at a, an all-inclusive resort, same thing. They've anticipated all of your needs. So everything you need is there. Even if you're like, oh, I want to go snorkeling and I don't have the equipment. They got it. <laughs> you, I want to go golfing and I don't have the equipment. They got it. Like whatever you need, they already have it. Why? Because it's the first class mentality. It's the Matthew 6, 33 mentality. Seek first the kingdom. Live righteously. Everything else is added unto you. When you live with the mentality that I am a king's child, so I don't lack anything, then I, everything's added unto me. I don't have to worry about, is it going to be there when I get there? Oh, I should pack this extra because I might need it. If I'm going to need it, it'll be there when I get there. If it ain't there, I didn't need it. You know, and that's the word for somebody, you know. So many people are trying to hold on to baggage. You're a hoarder. You're trying to hoard stuff that you need to get rid of. And God is saying to you today, I can't even get anything new to you or position you to move in the way I'm telling you to move because you won't let go of what was. Let go of the past. Let go of what's old. Let let go of what no longer serves you purpose. Again, when you are in first class, there is limited seating for a reason. The other class has countless seats but first class has limited seating because they understand that everybody can't sit in first class what does that mean everybody can't go your mama and them daddy and them cousin and them auntie and them best friends out the wiser some of y'all got like 72 friends why why sway why okay but you you got all these friends and you trying to drag them along with you. And baby, they were boosters to help boost you up and they get off the rocket. So that the rocket can take off to where it needs to be. Same thing with the first class. Even if you do a private jet, there's limited seating. Your whole 100 click clan can't get on the aircraft. It's, no, it's not capacity. It's fit for an intimate setting only. Get clear vision. Get check marked for where you're going. Because when you have that, when you understand the verification process, then you relinquish all of those that are carry on that are unnecessary. You relinquish all the, the, non, the nonsense and the extra people that can't afford to go where you're going. Woo! Even that's that they can't afford to go where you're going. They didn't sacrifice the way you sacrificed. They didn't work the way you worked. They didn't toil the way you toiled. They didn't work on even themselves. Cause I know a lot of people think when they hear the word work that oh they went to a nine to five. Not necessarily. I'm talking about spiritual things right now, guys. Not personal, but you can adopt it to personal if you want to. But spiritual. There are some people that you want to take to the next level with you that have not done the hardcore work inside of them you got some people that aren't even saved that don't even believe in jesus and you trying to take them with you to the heights that god is taking you on why sway bad company corrupts good character they will eventually corrupt you 
They will corrupt you with temptation or they will corrupt you with jealousy. And then you have to pay for their insecurity, which is not fair to you. God is trying to bless you with something, but you got to let them go. When it comes to the verification process, you need these things. You need, ver you need verified anointing, verified clarity, verified destination trip plans, verified destination goals, verified transportation plan. What do I mean by that? I'm going to break it down real quick before we go. Verified anointing, I said earlier, you need to make sure that you have that clear blue check marked, so to speak, from the father. That the high, the high priest, Jesus, has blessed you and anointed you with the authority by the Holy Spirit to do what you are called to do. That does not mean just ministry work, guys. This could be if you are called to be a great RN, a, a registered nurse, you're called to be a physician, you're called to be a midwife, you're called to be a postal worker, you're called to be um, a janitorial service person, you're called to be a state representative, you're called to be a doctor, a lawyer, you're called to be a singer, whatever your thing is, whatever you're called to do, a fashion model, fashion designer, whatever it is, whatever you're called to do. Get verified anointing from God first. Don't just go because you feel like, well, I'm kind of good at it. And I just feel like this is good. Baby, what I talked about yesterday, kingdom moves only. We're not moving in feelings. We're not moving with culture because everybody else doing it. So you want to do it? No, we are moving with the king. When he says move, you move just like that. <laughs> okay. So you need to have the anointing by God to move. To, to get in position to go to the next level he's taking you on. God wants you to get to that level. But you need the anointing first. Because without the anointing, you don't have the authority yet. You can't break barriers. You can't break walls. You can't be a game changer. You can't be as effective as you could have been had you waited and got the anointing first. So get verified anointing. Then you got verified clarity. Be clear on the destination. Now I know I talked about it before when we first started the series of you know have clear vision. What I've learned through my journey with vision is God gives you I, I call it like a jigsaw puzzle. God gives you the jigsaw puzzle for your life. But if anybody's ever had a jigsaw puzzle, and I'm not talking about a jigsaw puzzle is like five pieces. I'm talking about one of them was like a thousand pieces. God gives you like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle or five hundred piece jigsaw puzzle. And on the front of the box, it's a beautiful picture. And you're like, oh, that's going to be that's going to be wonderful. God, thank you. Oh, I'm going to be blessed. Hallelujah. Jesus. And you so happy, but <laughs> you happy at the picture. Now you got to do the work. You have to open the box and then dump out all those pieces and then start putting them together. And so as you're putting it together, you might have first of all, you'll find it's difficult to put it together. But, but and it takes time to put it together. But as you start putting a little section together, you'll get excited and feel like, oh, okay, yes, great. Okay, I got the picture. Let's go. And I'm ready to present the full jigsaw puzzle. But Boo Boo Kitty, you only had 500, you had a 500 jigsaw puzzle and you only did four pieces. So you still have 496 pieces left to put together before the picture is actually ready to be presented to people. So you can't get too excited 
over the little bit of work that you've done. Even if you feel like, man, but it's been days and I've put this thing together and I'm still not done. Or I, even if you put a, a hundred pieces of it together, it's a 500 jigsaw puzzle piece. You got 400 more to go. It's still some more work. And so what does that mean about verified clarity? That means that you have to get more clarity and precision on how you're putting the pieces together. Yes, you know what the big picture is supposed to look like, but there's little intricate steps to get there. So you need clear directional instructions from the Holy Spirit on the next step, the next move. Yes, you got the clear picture. You have the big case of the jigsaw puzzle, but you got to know how to put it together. So that's verified clarity. Verified destination trip plans. When you think about when you're flying somewhere, you have an itinerary of where you're going and how you're going to get there and the time it's going to take. The same thing goes with wherever you're trying to go in life. Get verified destination trip plans. Make sure that you're still heading in the right direction. Make sure that you're getting on the right plane. You know, when I first started this journey um, of ministry, for me, I like to say that my my first start to this was with my um, my second blog, which was in 2016. And when I first started, it was called a jeeslife.com. And anybody that's been been with me since that, shout out to my day ones. <laughs> but when I first started that journey on ministering through my story and doing what God told me to do, I thought the next step was going to be the next part of the jigsaw puzzle was going to be what God was also whispering to me, which was write the story. So I thought, oh, okay, great. This means I'm going to come up with a book. And as I wrote about back at that time, I had worked so hard on my first book draft and I was so ready to release it myself in 2018. And I had an editor that I was working with and I had a team, a whole team that I was working with publishing and all that. And so I was really excited and ready to launch it. And then what, you know, child, (laughs) that's when the enemy attacked my health. And I got so sick that they were somehow doing a blood transfusion because I was about to die. Like that's how bad it had gotten for me. They were just like, we can't even believe you made it to the hospital because all your blood platelets are depleted. And... You know, they were they were afraid. I, I mean, I was afraid, too, at that point, because I thought I was going in for one thing and I didn't think it was that serious. And it was like, oh, it's, it's much worse. And so I remember uh, the day I went to the hospital, September, uh, September 29th, 2018. And and I was afraid. I was afraid and I just did not know I was going to make it. But I say all that to say because I don't want to get too deep into that today because um, I've talked about it before. During that time, I thought the clear direction was the book. And then I had to realize that the trip plans kind of pivoted. It's kind of like, dare I say, a layover. You know, you, you've expected to get to the airport and you're about to take off. And then they tell you something happened with the weather or the plane or the pilot or whatnot. And so now all of a sudden, your destination, your trip is delayed. And so that's what happened to me. It was all of a sudden delayed. So even though I had verified destination trip plans, there was suddenly a delay. So I had to get clarity on now where am I going? I had to understand and go to the father to figure out, okay, wait a minute. 
uh, uh, my trip plans got a little delayed, got a little altered. Now what's next move, Jesus? And so this is why it's important to get verified destination trip plans. Because even if you are in the waiting room and it's time to launch, make sure that you are still on the right path. Make sure that there's no delay coming. Make sure, and I know you can't stop a delay. We don't really have control over that. But this is why it's important to get verification from the Father. Verification is like, uh, is like clarity from the Father to make sure that, okay, is the plan still on time? Is the plane still taking off when it's supposed to take off? Or do I need to pivot for a second and be delayed for a short while longer? I've talked about it before, you know, a lot of times we don't know what's on the other end. And so when God has an waiting room and we're like, well, you're, you may be ready and you feel like you want to go now, but God may be working on other people that are going to help steward your assignment on the next level. So they may not be in position yet. So that kind of, you know, backs you up to have to wait on them. Same thing with a plane. You can't fly yourself. Which is why you're at the airport. You can't fly yourself to, the, to your destination. So you need to wait for everybody works at the airport, everybody works for the airline, everybody works in the piloting staff to be in position in order to fly you to your destination. Um, so we have verified anointing, verified clarity, verified destination trip plans. The next one, which is the fourth one, is verified destination goals. So again, yes, you're going somewhere. But what's the goal when you get there? Because a lot of times there's an itinerary on when your flight leaves and when you'll arrive. And and you may have all that down. But then what happens when you get there? Do you have a plan for there? I know you've been wanting to get there for so long. You've been excited about getting there for so long. You've been saying, God, when am I going to get there? Whatever your there is. Again, this message is for wilderness or the waiting room because if you're in the wilderness you're like when am i gonna get there over this hump of the wilderness and into my promised land and if you're in the waiting room you're like okay well i've gotten out of the wilderness um and if you don't know anything about real quick if you have never heard these terminologies before then i encourage you to go read the, the book of exodus because it's when the um ancient israelites were uh slaves in Egypt and they were um they had to go through the whole uh you probably heard it's the Ten Commandments um movie or um the 12 plagues when Moses has to come and rescue the children of Israel and says to the Pharaoh let my people go and so forth and so on and so when they leave out of their slavery they go into a wilderness now, the wilderness is only supposed to be for, uh, I believe, 11 days. But because they complained so much, God made it longer. But while they were in the wilderness, they were in a, a place called Midian. It's like the middle or the in-between before you get to your promised land. That's what the waiting room is. So you may be in a wilderness stage. You know, you're, you are in, you're, you're coming out of, excuse me, one place to go into the next. Or you might be in mid in Midian, which is your waiting room stage, in order to get to your promised land. We are all, whether we at what stages that we at. <clears throat> excuse me, I take some water, y'all. Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for water. No matter what stage you're at, we're all getting to a promised land. It's just a, so that's the their part, the promised land. It's just a matter of 
where, what season you're in and then how much longer that's going to take for you to get there. And so you may have your itinerary of your destination trip plans and you got the, the blueprint for that. But then what happens when you get there to your promised land? What work needs to be done there? See, that's something that God gave not only Moses, but he also gave Joshua the understanding and the direction of what comes next. What are you going to need to be able to sustain you on the level that God is taking you on when you get to the there that you've been waiting to get to? So this is important to make sure that you have verified destination goals so that you have it written down and a plan on which how to take the first steps. And then, of course, when you have that written down, the final one, verified transportation plan. How are you going to get there when you get there? Okay, <laughs> and think of it as a plane. When you get on the plane and you're flying and you get to your destination, how are you going to get from where you are to your hotel, to your family member's house, to your friend's house, to your destination? You have to have a, a next, the, the trip itinerary has to be how to get from that point A of the airport to the point B of your last destination point before it's time to head back or if you're not heading back to stay there. <clears throat> So you need to have these things. You have to have, I call them like your five pack verified paperwork. You need these things in order to go to where God is taking you to be check marked for your assignment. I know you want to get there. I know you want to get out the waiting room. I know you want to get out the wilderness, but until you go through the verification process, until you be check marked by the father, you can't get there yet. There's so much more work that has to be done before you get there. You'll eventually arrive. Don't give up. You will arrive. But let the process take its course. And so there was some more I want to talk to you guys about and some scripture and everything. But we are out of time. So I'm going to wrap this up. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you his shalom. Give you his peace. I pray this message stirred your faith and was able to give you at least some clear understanding of not only where you are, but how you make the next steps. Tap into the father. Ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. He will give it to you. Understand that where you are. Is not where you're going to stay. It's a process. It's a journey. Let God take you through in order to get to your destination. It's not personal, y'all. It's spiritual. <laughs>